With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I am your host, as always, Tony Defio. Thank you for joining me on this fine and lovely Friday night. And uh, welcome to those who are already joining the live chat, Steelers Pittsburgh and Lumberzack. I hope to be joined by, by plenty more tonight. Before I begin, as always, I just want to encourage you to please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we bring you just a live show just about every night. You got this show, you got Touchdown Under, you got Steelers Preview, you got the Steelers Hangover, you got the Scobro Show, you got the Curtain Call, you got the War Room. I believe that's a live show, although that might be audio only. Eh. Anyway, it's hosted by Maddie Peverall. And of course, you could, you could check us out also on, on YouTube. I'm sorry, on Facebook, Facebook and YouTube live, all those shows, and you can catch them all on any, any audio platform after the, after the fact. And we ask you to please download parts one and two. And of course we have audio only shows like the Steelers retro show, live Mike, let's ride the stat geek and the curtain call. I'm not the curtain call the, uh, the war room. Um, am I missing anything? I'm sure I am, but there's so many. Please check those out on, on any audio platform and check out Behind the Still Curtain, the website, where we bring you news, commentary, film breakdown, anytime there's a transaction uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers or anytime they sign somebody, they cut somebody, they trade for somebody, they trade away somebody, we bring it to you as fast as we can. As we like to say, it's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers' needs. So uh, please check that out. And here's one from Lumberzack already. He, 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 he teases me with his presence and he takes it away. He says, can't stay for the show, but wanted to pop in and say, hey, to everyone and Tony, I'll watch you later. Well, thank you, Lumberzack. Uh, please check us out later. And, and good luck with whatever you have going on tonight. I hope you have a lot of fun. And for I continue, there's George Teston. And, and George Teston, I'm glad you showed up. My goodness. I don't know how this guy remembered this, but he... He wished me a happy birthday the other night on a preview. He, he donated a, a $2 super chat to Jeff, Dave, and Brian. I don't know how you remembered that, but I'm honored, and I thank you for that. So uh, you're the best, uh, George. And, and, uh, and, of course, welcome to the show. There's Patricia, Roberto, my man, Terry, T-Money, Jared Devil, Double H-H. And let's see. Is that everybody? It's everybody so far. So thank you all for joining me. And as always, I have a variety of topics I'd like to discuss on tonight's show. And the first thing I want to discuss is the schedule reveal that was revealed on the day of my birthday, Wednesday the 12th. And uh, people, believe it or not, it was a very much anticipated event, which it just blows me away every year that these kind of things are huge uh, with the fans and, and, and we, like when you think about it, we already knew the, the who and, and the where or, and the where when it comes to the Steelers schedule, but the when seems to be the, uh, uh, an intoxicating uh, event, even more so than the other stuff. So 
it was a big deal. It was it was big news all day. Uh, Michael Beck and and Jeff and everybody they were uh, canvassing social media, looking for leaks and 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 trying to trying to uh, decipher everything and and, and figure out uh, who Pittsburgh would play. And uh, I, it just it just amazed me how how, how much the NFL has uh, become a 365 day a year league. I mean, it's just uh, Jeff referenced this the other night on the show, but I've been saying it for years. I remember when the Steelers, um, their schedule would be released and we wouldn't even know about it really, unless we really went and looked. Um, we wouldn't know about when they signed some assistant coach or even a coordinator. It wasn't really that big of a deal. I mean, it was, it was news, but it wasn't like something that was debated nonstop and people either cheered or lost their minds over it. And, and you know, even even the, the the jersey numbers by the rookies, you know that that was news. Um, Kendrick Green wearing number fifty three, and Najee sticking with his twenty two, and Dan Moore even sixty five. Is that a, is that an impressive number? I don't know. Is that a, a legacy number? I I don't think it is. Maybe he'll make it one. But you know, stuff like that. Uh, obviously, the draft has been has been big forever since I was a kid. Uh, but it's only grown, especially with the help of no sh- uh, social media and blogs and and uh, you know mock drafts and you know so it, it's it's gotten bigger. But the fact that 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 the the uh, the schedule reveal is, is such a a big event, it just shows you how how um, just huge the NFL is, and 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 we're still in a golden age of of of, of the league. Whether people think that it's it's on a downward spiral or not, I don't know. But we're clearly still in the golden age of it. Otherwise. I don't think the uh, the uh, the release of the schedule would be as huge as, as it is. I remember, and this is a, a, a wrestling um, thing. I remember at the height of the uh, Attitude Era, I think it was like 1999, The Rock and and, and uh, Mick Foley, who was playing Mankind on this particular segment of Monday Night Raw, they sat, they stood in the middle of the ring for like 45 minutes. This is when they were buddies. They were they were like the uh, the odd couple that that era the rock and sock connection or whatever they called it. And it was like a 45 minute version of this is your life. I think it was the rock's birthday. And, um, and it, it was huge. And they did no wrestling. They didn't further any storylines. They stood in the middle of the ring and they did it. This is your life segment. And it killed people loved it. They ate up every second of it. So that's kind of like what the, what the, what the NFL is right now when it comes to any, Anything that they consider news, anything that they want to promote, whether it's it's uh, the, the schedule, uh, what number a rookie might be wearing, people just eat it up. That's where we're at with the NFL. So it's it's not going away any, anytime soon in terms of of being the uh, the uh, national pastime. So uh, let's see what else we have here. We have some more people joining the live chat: Ryan O'Toole, Mike Kaiser, Donald Nolan. If I didn't get you already, Kathy Ford, Clarence Washington, it says Tony, 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 the great group from the early 90s. I remember it well. Great supermarket music when I was working in a supermarket back then. That's how I became acquainted, uh, uh, familiar with, with Tony, Tony, Tony. So that's whenever I think of that group, I think of my first job. So welcome to everybody. Thaddeus Kennedy. Here, and he says regarding the draft, he says, I remember reading the draft results in the sports section of the Sunday newspaper. Well, I wouldn't. I've I've been pretty keenly aware of the event since probably the age of 14. In fact, I remember coming home from school, uh, 
the day of the 1986 draft back then it was it was held on a Tuesday and I wanted them so bad to draft Keith Byers. He was a running back from from Ohio State and they drafted ninth that year, which was their highest draft position in gosh 15 16 years since they drafted Terry Bradshaw number 1 in 1970. I was like, "Please let it be let it be uh, Keith Byers because I knew him. I knew him. I, I watched him. I, you know, he was a known guy, right? And, uh, you know, and, and he was also a running back and I was a huge running back mark back in the day. I, I love running backs. You know, I think he was a fullback and he, he basically went on to have a career as a, essentially, a, a, a kind of like an H back where he, where he caught, a, gosh, I don't know, a boatload of pat, like hundreds of passes out, out of the backfield. That's basically what he was, kind of like a glorified tight end. But anyway, I went in the draft him and said they drafted John Reinstra, this guard out of Temple who I never heard of, you know, so. I was pretty disappointed, but the next year they drafted Rob Woodson and I stayed home from school for that. My mom let me do that. And that was fantastic. So, but yeah, um, to your point that, uh, about, uh, you know, about like assistant coaches and coordinator and who the team captain was and what undrafted free agents they may have signed. That was all like, you know, fifth pa- uh, page five kind of stuff back then. Now it's like, whew. Everything is a, uh, everything just blown up. Like people are asking me about Shakur Brown and Lamont Wade and all these undrafted free agents. I'm like, I don't know. I know, I know Shakur Brown um, graded out pretty well at, at, for pro football focus, but I also know he, he didn't score really well on his uh, pro day, which may explain why he slipped out of the uh, draft altogether. And people are, are, are saying, well, they, they got great value with him as an undrafted free agent, but, you know, what, what's up with that pro day? Why were his numbers so bad? So it's players like that. I never even heard of back when I was a kid or even in the nineties until training camp and preseason. And you got to see these guys play. So it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it, it, I, I just marvel at it. And, and as a big NFL fan, I, like I don't necessarily get into all this stuff as far as the, the, the schedule reveal. I have fun with it. You know, I actually found myself anticipating it, even though I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's, you know, who you know, uh, the who and the where is just, I guess, the when. It's like, all right, I, I guess I could see where that could, where that's important. Uh, where 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 the buy winds up being scheduled, who they open up with, where they open up. Um, you know how their season, how how the schedule unfolds, who they play at the end. Uh, you know it's going to be an AFC North team, but is it at home? Is it on the road? Is it the Browns? Like it is every other year practically. You know, so yeah, that's all intriguing and and, but it's just it, it's it's. It's something that, you know, if, if the NFL wouldn't, you know, pump this up, I don't know if, if fans would, 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 would really be all that worried about it, but maybe they, maybe they were clamoring for it years ago and the NFL saw an opportunity and it just decided to make it an event, which it, it really is an event now in, in 2021. And it's been that way, gosh, I'd say since as far back as I can remember, since I've been doing this on Behind the Steel Curtain, since, since I've been uh, blogging, writing about the Steelers all the way back in, in the early 2010s. I remember I, it, it's been a, an annual event. So whatever it's, it, whatever, whatever uh, uh, keeps your league relevant, you know, you got to do it. If the fans are, if, if the fans are responding to it, you have to do it. And, and the NFL, they're masters at it. They're, they're fantastic at it. I mean, they could probably, they could probably have this event and put it up against like a, a playoff game in the NBA or the NHL or, or a, a baseball game and, and, and get better ratings. I mean, that's just how, how 
insatiable the fans are when it comes to the NFL. It's it's just a it, it's 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 remarkable. And you know, it's something that, that basically began as far as uh the league being as popular as it is now. This this started back in like the late fifties, really, with the greatest game ever played with the Giants and the Colts. And it just kind of mushroomed from there. The AFL was invented in the or not invented, but it came about in 1960 and uh, they brought a brand new uh, brand of, of football and more uh, high flying, um, uh, a lot of passing, you know, they weren't, the, the players weren't really as talented, so they had to be innovative. And it was like a, a lot of um, innovative offense. And eventually those two leagues merged and the Super Bowl was invented. And here we are today. So, Kudos to the NFL for, for getting us to care about the about the uh, the schedule release. So, speaking of which, I want to talk about the schedule and what I think of it. Why wouldn't I? I mean, if I'm if I'm ever going to talk about the NFL schedule, it's going to be right after two days after the uh, the the thing was released. And the first thing that that, that comes to mind, obviously, they, they open up against Buffalo, the AFC runner-ups, runners-up, however you say that, on September 12th. And that's going to be a tough matchup because the Bills are a really good team, and they, they had their way with Pittsburgh last year, I guess on Sunday night football. Um, that was in the in the middle of their 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 end-of-season slump, and the, uh, they really – the Steelers didn't look good. Although, you know, there were a couple plays, I guess, at some point in that game. I can't remember exactly – but there were some there were some critical plays that had they gone the other way, Pittsburgh may have won that game. So, but you know, um, people were are, are, were complaining about about that. This is the seventh year in a row that they've opened up that they're going to open up on the road. The last time they opened up at home was in 2014. And I, to me, I just think it's a coincidence. I, I, I to me, does it really matter? You know, because when you look at the schedule, and I wrote all the I wrote all this stuff down because. I don't like looking at my phone during the show and uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I just don't like doing it. But anyway, after that game, uh, what, four of the next five are at home. So, I mean, doesn't that, would you rather have that? I, I would. I mean, that's a good way to start the year. And the first three games are at 1 PM. I think uh, as I wrote about in, in the article that was published today, uh, you have a new offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. You have some, questions you're going to have questions with the offensive line uh the secondary is going to be going to be a question until they figure things out with the other cornerback and with the slot cornerback so i think it's it's, it's great to have kind of a a sort of routine start to the year as far as uh, the start of, of a game i think most players if they if they were um to be totally honest they would probably say yeah i'd like to have all the games at one o'clock because athletes are creatures of habit they're all about their routine if it gets through, look at last year with with the uh, with, with COVID and and, and anytime there's a, a a postponement, anytime there was a cancellation, uh, people uh, players just went nuts. They they hated it. They they're they're creatures of habit. So I think uh, having three straight games at, starting at one o'clock to start the year, I think that, that's that's going to be good for them to get off to a decent start. And you know, looking at the schedule, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. They have a first place schedule, and they're, they're you know they're playing the Bills, they're playing the Chiefs. Gosh, you're playing the Packers, the Titans, obviously the Ravens and the Browns twice a piece, and Seahawks. I mean, it's tough. 
I mean, I can read the whole thing, but you know, it's tough. It's the toughest schedule in the league, but you know, that's just as of now. And I'm looking at this and, and maybe I'm just overly optimistic, but just based on how many games are at home and the quality of opponent, I mean, you have, you have the, 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 uh, the bears in there, um, by week 10, they'll have, they'll have played the Bears and the Lions and, and the Broncos, who aren't really that good. You know, the Bengals at home, uh, the Raiders at home. You know, I mean, I think they could be six and three, which, I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, it's not nine and oh, like it, like it was last year, but I don't think anybody was expecting that to happen last year. And I don't think anybody's expecting that to happen this year. So if you get up to a six and three start, uh, you know, it gets tougher at you know, towards the end, which it seems to always do for Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, you have the Chiefs uh, in the 15th game or week 16, I guess. And the Browns on Monday Night Football, the, the penultimate game. And, of course, they close out at, at the Ravens. They have the Ravens. Uh, their first game against the Ravens is, is December 5th, and that's at home. And then after that, they have to play on Thursday Night Football against the Vikings, who aren't really that great. At least they weren't last year. Um. And I think if they get off to like a, a, a decent start, then, you know, they find out about themselves. They find out what they have on offense. They find out, you know, how effective Matt Canada's offense is and if they can build on that, which I think every every team should be doing. It, they should be not just sticking with one uh, sort of scheme all year. They should be building on that and building off of that. So you find out what you have there, and then you can sort of roll into the second half of the year. And, and, and you know, wasn't it? You know, there's a seventh playoff team now in each conference. There's a 17th game. I mean, it's, I think it's you know, I, I I don't I think they can they can be competitive this year. Honestly, I really do. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. I'm saying that just based on based on the talent of, on the roster. Are they one of the elite teams in the NFL? No, but they're also not one of the worst teams in the NFL either. So I think they can be competitive. And uh, Really, like when you see all these teams bunched together on a, on some uh, list in 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 like January before the schedule uh, is uh, is officially released, it looks intimidating. Oh my gosh, I got, they got the Ravens twice and the Browns twice and, and the Titans and all these teams and the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and if he if he's even going to be there by then, who knows? But when you see it all laid out in front of you, it doesn't really look that bad. It looks like a regular old schedule, like any other year. And uh, believe me when I tell you. There are going to be some teams on here on this schedule. And we talk, I talked about this last week with Mark Davison on the touchdown under when I was uh, joining him for that show. There are going to be some teams on here that, that did really well last year that aren't going to be as good. And there'll probably be some teams that are, are better. So it's all going to even out, but it's, it, it, you know, if anybody's looking for them to, to win two games or three games and that's it, it it's not going to happen. So uh, I, I look for them to be competitive and, and, be in it till the very end, just like they've they've uh, been for the last however many years under Mike Tomlin. Since going back, really, since geez, since '03, that's like the last time really you could point to a, a Steelers season where they were out of it well before the year was even over. So, um, I'm, I'll get into more of that um, in the second half of the show. But I just wanted to share my thoughts on the uh, on the schedule, and it looks rough, but. I don't remember a schedule that didn't look pretty rough on paper. They all look, they all look tough. I mean, it's the NFL, right? I mean, uh, 
even if you if you finished in last place the year before, it doesn't guarantee you're going to have a, a a good year because you have a, a last place schedule. You also have a, a roster that finished in last place the year before, so you have to you have a lot more to worry about than your schedule when you when you're coming off like a three and thirteen season. So, on that note, at the nineteen forty two mark, wow, I've been on for twenty minutes already. I'm going to uh, take a break. And uh, if you're if you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, please stay with me. I'm not going anywhere. If you're listening on an audio platform, I thank you for listening to part one. And please listen to part two because I'm going to talk more about what I think of the Steelers for 2021 and, and, and what the record may be. And uh, I'll take some questions and comments in addition to that. So uh, please... Uh, Please don't go anywhere and, and, and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack.